Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This little light of mine, I'm going to... Let it shine. Hi, oh and welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest. We're in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought, the first church of Latter-day Taints. Oh my God. <laughs> Ready. I I'm cannot. ready. I love a good taint. This, this religion theme is going to be the death of oh, all of us. Everything. everything. But then we will live forever, baby. It's mm-hmm. okay. Is that how it works? I am Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, cur- former choir boy, and current cum slut. <laughs> I gagged. Wow. Joel, we're in church. There are no lies here. I'm Dennis Norris II, and I'm a reader, a writer, a former figure skater, and I recently quit my job, so I'm looking for work, and I want to be a professional getter on their knees in church to satisfy a man Oh, wow. That is a very specific... <laughs> I have lots and lots of knee pads. Does that come so, with health benefits normally? Yes. Do you think? Does that yes, come with a de- 401k? <laughs> Be- Listen, cum has a lot of protein. I'm just saying. I'm Fran. I'm a writer, editor, and... I'm still a virgin. <laughs> just, She's wow. so holy. Just wow. like Mary. She's so holy. Oh holy my God. is correct. I'm Darnell. I'm an Aquarius. I'm a dreamer. I'm a media maker. Oh, That's so cute. Uh, I love that. In the studio filling in for teams, we have Darnell Moore, <laughs> the author of No Ashes in the Fire. Yeah, and like... also, you know, provocateur. Uh, might be a top. Who knows? <laughs> we Who will, knows? This is we bo- will find out. Bottom <laughs> supremacy. I don't we like know. it. Fran. Y'all been reading me all night. Do you want to tell us what's on the menu today? Yeah, for our muse, Bouche, uh, we pray to the patron saint of Bouches. Uh, <laughs> for our second course, you know, we get to the bottom of what Darnell is. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> you are going to listen there. We're going to find out. So We're going to find out. For the thought process, we go to church and our dessert <laughs> really breaks binaries. Yes. Take it away. Take it away. Uh, mm, I'm feeling just a wee bit. Peckish. Are you? We're going to start off the top of the show the way that any good top should, with a little tease, a little something to wet your palates, and amuse a boosh. We're going to amuse your booshes today with a little game that I like to call Sinner or Saint. Oh, so no. the topic oh, of our show this week is all Just about read me. religion. Oh, and my this God. week in this game, so I'm Irish Catholic, and one thing that Irish Catholic people do is we... Um, pray to a lot of patron saints and there are patron saints of a random ass shit wow. okay so mm. in this game i'm gonna give you a saint name and what their patron saint of oh my god and you oh have god. to tell me if it's real or if it's just a thing that my irish catholic self made up okay. oh, oh are we ready my church ass is so ready for this okay we're gonna I'm start so ready very easy the first two are quite easy I'm a fill. saint jude the patron saint of hopeless causes I'm going to say Wait, that's that true. that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say that that's true yeah. because otherwise, where did they come up with that for the hospital? Judas, for the children's hospital. Which is kind of sad oh, when it comes to a children's hospital. Oh, my God. That's so sad. We, we, all, it up with we all grew school. up watching those commercials. <laughs> with, 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 with the sad. Wasn't she an angel on an, um, Touched by an Angel? That I woman? love Touched by an Angel. Oh, my God. <laughs> Touched by an Angel is Christian culture. What? It is. Yes, it is. Also an easy one. St. Brownwater, the patron saint of undue bottoms. 
So I, that should be it. So should this, be a safe. This is why we call you ho. I mean, I prayed to them last night, so I hope they're real. <laughs> they are oh, alas, baby. Oh, they're real. <laughs> they are a saint in our church. Yeah. That saint is the Brown only. Water? That's, <laughs> that's my only bill that no. automatically comes out of my checking it, account every month, so I'm, I know that it's always current. I'm sorry. Here's the Brown, thing. Brown, you could brown water. Also, <laughs> Dar- Darnell is right. If I really wanted to p- pray to that saint, it would be it would be. Clear water. Yes! Uh, <laughs> like, true, actually. No, that makes sense. True, okay, okay. True. Saint Bibiana, the patron saint of hangovers. Bibiana. Bibiana. Patron saint of Bibiana. hangovers. No, I believe That's that. not even a good, like, wannabe <laughs> hip-hop name. Come on now. That shit ain't even like... Is that no. Latin? I don't... Yeah, I, I might not be Sounds pronouncing not it correctly. It is real, actually. Oh, and the story uh-huh. of Bibiana is that she was tortured to death by the Romans for being Christian, and she laughed joyously during the entire torture. And then after she... So she is the patron saint of hangovers because after she died, oh. medicinal plants grew up from her grave that cured Baby, people's hangovers. I need, I'm going to pray to her oh, every night. Saint Bibiana. Hey, can we get... I wait? need her tonight. But does she call... Like, does Cure. she... Cure. Prefer- when you're hungover, really, you light a candle to Bibiana. Y'all don't see me, but I'm praying to Bibiana right now. <laughs> Same. She's about to be my dog. She, I'm he's, three drinks he's, in. I'm going he's prepping. In. He's Truvada praying for his hangover tomorrow <laughs> to Bibiana. I relate, to her as, I relate to her as well because I also get joy out of torture. <laughs> <laughs> um, True. Next up is St. Drago, patron saint of ugly people. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> no. <Darn it. laughs> I mean, I just simply can't relate to this. I don't believe in ugliness. What's that? That don't exist. I don't know. I don't recognize that. Mm-hmm. No. That is absolutely real. Really? Drago was said to be Wait, so ugly. Young Roman Catholics are horrible. That people could not mm-hmm. look at him. That's and so, so he dedicated his life to God. That, <laughs> That's a face that only God could love. The devil is a liar. Not even your mama. <laughs> Darn out! That's so uh, mean. Saint Drago was a I virgin. Um, next Shockingly. up, okay. Saint Lidwina, the patron saint of ice skaters. Oh my God, Dennis! If you don't know okay. if this is real or not, <laughs> this one is just We're looking at you. literally listen, just for Dennis. Listen. That's actually the charm that was around Michelle Kwan's neck, her 10-year career. Oh, my that God. I believe in this saint. Uh-huh. I prayed to this saint. Yes. Really? And, no. and this bitch never finished lower than second in a competition. So oh. I believe in it. She is absolutely real. Oh, okay. She fell at 15 while ice skating. Her leg never recovered, and so she gave her life to the service of Wait, God. Wait, but what type of skate? Oh, wow. What type of skates was she given? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand what ice skating was Maybe at that time. That, but how does one become a saint? Is this come, who I gets know. to decide? What has to be canonized? Darnell, come on. It's just a lot of bullshit. Um, <laughs> it is can a lot. they replace yes. her with Sonia Henny? <laughs> I mean, I'm not Roman Catholic. I don't know. We, it's a process. I come from the Pentecostal. There were a lot though back in the day. That's the thing. Is a lot of these mm. saints became saints back in the day, and then you. Can add different canonizations. But so think about is, this. But think yeah, about yeah, what yeah, was yeah. their skating giving, right? Though, like, what, I don't. What what they they she couldn't even do a double lutz. But also, that like, was not a thing then. When you <laughs> say true. back in the day, I need somebody to Google ice skating. Like I feel like this is the mid-ages. Ages. When did I ice skating? Nineteen eighties, friend. Oh my <laughs> no. So ice skating has been around. Oh God. For many, many centuries. <laughs> oh my I, that's God. all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go into it. Okay, no, no, no. Next. That, really, we Thank need to move next. on. <laughs> Thank you, next. I'm just saying. It's been around for next a long time. Next up, St. Catherine of Alexandria, the patron saint of unmarried girls. I believe that. Mm. Oh, she must say. But is she yeah. meant to? <laughs> <laughs> ain't no ring on this finger. We waiting. Hello. <laughs> slide into the DM. <laughs> you oh would have prayed to St. Alexandria. Please, no one marry Dennis. This is, um, this, is my call. this is my call to you. I mean, it is true. There will the be a shade. reality show about what a bridezilla I will be. Oh, my God. But it's actually oh. fabulous and amazing. And also just like, me. I'll probably like somehow end up planning that wedding. I was good. Fran. Oh, Fran absolutely Fran, will plan the wedding. I think that's going to happen. Don't pretend like you don't want to plan my he, wedding. I want to plan I, literally anyone's wedding. <laughs> oh. Yes. And last up, St. Simeon, the patron saint of pole sitters. Pole sitters. Pole sitters. Good day. Sitters. <laughs> Dar- Darnell is gone. Darnell is like, I did not. Darnell is like, what tea. did my agent? I did not sign, sign up. me up for. I, why am I here? I once again, I'm gonna just go ahead and say that that maybe based on the name is is a product of Ho's imagination. Ho's really rather expansive imagination. Patron saint of pole sitters. We all I, need. I mean, it I'm when here we're for t- it though. I mean, listen, Fran. I am a bull sitter. I get sure, it. honestly, but I don't. I'm. I'm not trying to understand sitter. the concept. Can you describe a pole it? Fucker um, upper. Patron saint pole of pole sitting. sitters 
<laughs> so Saint Simeon is real. Uh, pole sitters in the Middle Ages were um, mystics who would sit up on poles, and it was like ah, sort yeah. of depriving themselves of anything. They would sit up on a platform all day, and if they did it for long enough, um, they became mystics who people would come and ask questions to. So yes, yeah, Saint Simeon. The I mean, there's of- mad pole sitters in Atlanta. <laughs> Listen. Get you a piece. Oh my God. Get, that's why the candle to Saint Simeon. Three years ago. You better go to Magic wow. City, baby. Go it's to Magic, Magic City. The go to Magic City. Bottoms. They are yeah. mystics. Go to Magic go, City and get you a mystic, baby. You go go ask some questions of the pole sitters of Atlanta. <laughs> Listen. Somebody that's out there. That's a reality there. show I would watch. <laughs> somebody uh, out there set me up in Atlanta. For our second course. We have an impure thought from our thought of honor, (laughs) Darnell Moore, who will be sharing, sorry, blessing us. Blessing us. Oh, okay. Because we in church. We in church today. (laughs) Blessing us, preach preacher, with a deliciously thoughty, reverentially slutty, scintillatingly sinful (laughs) sex story that I am sure will have these church ladies up in here. Clutching all they motherfucking pearls. Bring us home, Darnell. <laughs> okay, so speak the truth. Oh my god. One, oh my god. Oh home, my god. Everyone at home is fully missing out on the full body experience <laughs> yes. that that was. Y'all Second missed all, the performance. I'm so glad to see the Southern Church girl come out. <laughs> yes. She exists. She um, exists. And Darnell about to bring her out for real. Oh okay. my gosh. Oh, okay. So the one that I always refer to as one of the most erotic, sensual. Mm. Um, moments that I've experienced, sexual experiences I've had with someone. Okay, yes. so we met years ago when A for, for A for A was like begging. It was like the shit. I met mm. so many men. On Let's a just, a. I mean, praise God for A for A. Yes, like, it, it is what it is. The patron saint of A for A. So a for A, dude comes over. Um, he comes to Brooklyn and um, very nondiscreet. And like a hoodie and some jogging pants. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, God, they come in in jogging pants. Yeah, though? jogging pants. Mm. These are before they were like called thought pants. Mm. Oh there my was, God! Yeah, there was. All a right, guy. this is before they were called thought pants. Yes. But anyway, he comes over and um, he has a bottle of wine, and we sit oh. down, and it's actually it starts off really romantic because what he I'm thinking like, all right, this is A for A. You know, you come over. Mm-hmm. What are we we'll talking for? It. Right, 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 right. Yes. Bedroom. Right. Knees. Lube. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of condom? Oh, I can't remember what kind. Mm. We might have used some is other that things. Some top, anyway, is that top um, privilege right there. That is hot privilege. Is right. Oh my god! Privilege. Wait a minute. Wait, who just froze me in a frame of, t- of top? Who just did that? <laughs> oh, that was not me. Gotcha. Donnell resists binary. I do. I do. Anyway, so long story short, like I really was interested in just like moving forward, just going to the bedroom, fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but there no, were but he opinions. stopped me, and he was like, "No, nah, I just want to sit down. Let's drink wine." Ooh. I actually want to know, yes. like, about. He actually said, "I want to know who your people are." Like, I want to. <gasps> oh, oh. Wait, did, he, did he say that explicitly? I, yeah, just like oh, that. I want to know what your people. Oh, right. That yeah. is so and that black and beautiful. Black. Okay, but pause. Yes. But yes. so we talk and we're drinking wine, and I, here I am, like, I'm judging him in my head because I'm like, "All right, you come over with like thought attire on." <laughs> right. Like, I'm thinking it's like going Jump. to the bedroom. But, you but we talked people. for about an hour, yeah. and we drank wine. We went to my um, deck. We smoked the blunt. He lit candles and in your own home. In my own motherfucking did home. Did he bring the candles? No, oh, they were in my bedroom. Okay. Okay. That yeah. is zaddy. Can you I'm imagine? so ready. If someone I'm brought so ready. candles, especially if it was like a diptyque. <laughs> oh, I'm so ready. I am I'm climbing that man oh like, a <laughs> like a tree. No. I had the candles there. Sitters. I will there is I will do some disgusting. If they bring the candles? Stuff. No, he didn't if bring the candles. He didn't bring the candles, but I had the candles. He did light them. And, um, yeah, we like took off. What I will say about this act, I mean, I always, you know, I've been having sex for a long time, had a lot of it. (laughs) But this was different in that I never think, I never stopped in the middle of like having sex with someone and we like stopped and asked each other questions and talked. Oh, God. Like, ask this shit like, where do do you want to be touched? (gasps) No, hear me. This is a fucking lesson. That's what a bottom needs. No, like, no, like, this is like, some real shit I need people to listen to. Like, I've never been in a position where somebody asks me to tell me what my body will respond to, right? Oh. 
Um, on a first mm, hookup. On a first hookup. Oh my god! And that was like all night between smoking our blunts and like you know, uh, yeah. listening to music and and under the candlelight. But it was a remarkable thing because the sex was good. That was amazing. The sex right, was. Right, we right, did all right, types right. of shit. Things that I probably you know like he. You can go into detail. You can go all. into all yeah, yeah. kinds of detail. The <laughs> on Listen, every episode. Yo, give me some over the Okay. Give us the receipt. Y'all can't see me, but I'm smoking. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, Darnell. Oh, wait. Yes. Oh, hold on. Okay. Anyway, but I get to that. But um, so that was good. And like he literally was like licking feet. Yes. Like behind and uh, on the side of my ooh, knees. Talk about, love, talk about intimacy and ooh. No, it was intimacy. It, it was yes. intimacy, but it was also just like raw like um eroticism and attraction yes. that was yeah. also mixed with like a deep, deep desire to make me feel comfortable. And ooh, responsiveness yes. and communication yeah. and yes. So long story short, I mean we did that all night and uh, I just remember the next day. <laughs> I don't really I have a lot of trouble with people doing things for me so like I'm the person that carries the bags I'm the person that like opens the doors and I was taking my clothes to the laundry because I you know I get my laundry dropped off and shit and he said to me I got you I'm gonna carry this (gasps) the laundry but that's oh after, god. like, right, right, right. He, oh like, my god! He I would have been like, take, take me right now. I have two questions, and you know, do things. The first question is: Was it that type of sex where it was like you would fuck around for a little bit and then sit and chat, and yep. then fuck around for a little bit more oh. and then sit? And but chat. you know what? Though it wasn't just fucking I around. Love that. It wasn't just fucking around. And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, particularly people who are socialized as men. Who think that the sex yeah. acts is all about like just nut like coming penetration, like, right. not penetration only just penetration but like a type a, a, a thing where you're selfishly only thinking about how you can get off right right that was a moment where we both were like thinking about each other's bodies yeah you yes. know and like pleasure yeah in ways that was beyond that so it was like yeah it was fucking but it was also just deeply deeply. I don't know. I've referenced that as one of the best moments I've ever experienced. Beside the fact that, like, outside of the bedroom, he showed up in that way too. Mm. Um, so, like, anytime he called, I'd be like canceling all the other dates because y'all right. Like, hey, uh, yeah, y'all gotta go. So he's a recurring. That was fixture. my next question. Was, Still. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. She no, pauses and takes a sip of wait, tea. I will say this. He showed up one time. He came out for my birthday party. And oh, the, I bet he oh, did. Oh, but y'all not ready. I need to... What I will say is um, he showed up. I was partnered at this point. Oh, um, woo And he decided Challenges. that he was going to come to my birthday party. Then. Were you open mm. with your partner? No. <gasps> oh. Were you still fucking the person? No. No. Okay. But he showed up by himself. <laughs> um oh. And he stood so on the side. This it was real cute. That's really cute. Because he stood on the side. He's like, "I'm just here just to make sure that you're good." That oh! is. Oh my no! That is, that is not cute. No wait. No, that I is was sexy AF. No, but it's sorry. It's it sexy, but I was also like, I'm about to break up. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Because this motherfucker, like, you sat that's there. What I'm saying. You sat there and yeah. like your whole the you know you had to see me with my partner, but you're like sitting there like, look, even if that shit makes me uncomfortable, I showed up. Yeah, to make sure you're you? good. Uh, Didn't really most beautiful thing of I swear that night I was like we we done like I'm yeah no I mean that's when you really think it you really you, reevaluate you really are like oh shit I what? feel like your story has perfectly illustrated what is a model insignificant other like a person who <laughs> is true, in your is in your life but they don't need to matter yeah they don't need you to make them matter. And they don't, and you don't need to matter to them. You know, it's kind of like, but it's this mutual respect that resolves in sexual chemistry, yeah, but also yeah. like chemistry that, that allows you to even let them, let your friends see that person. Because Oof. I know when I have like very like horrible people that I fuck, I just like, I don't even want you to see my friends. Oh, you when know, they're like, a bad person, you, you know, keep them that's the fuck real. Or not I mean, But I should you, say that I also wrote a poem. I don't write poetry. <gasps> uh, Oh, the now fact see. that I wrote a poem with, it was titled with his initial. <laughs> was it a good poem? It was a, that shit was banging. I might get that shit published. It was bang. <laughs> Wait, you, can you, you can you pull it up on your phone? You can you read it, it on air no, right now? There's oh no way. That, oh my god! Oh my god! No, no, no I'm just gonna be that. There's no way that was a good poem. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I'm sorry. You're Actually, a brilliant writer, I and I can say this, with confidence. I'm kind of, I, I, I'm kind of in France camp here. I'm it kind was of really in France beautiful. camp. Wait, it wasn't good. 
It was beautiful. I believe uh, two different things. Those are very different Those things. Are two very <laughs> different things. Darnell, I see you. I believe it was a really good poem, and you should definitely get it published. Um, <laughs> the Pisces will always have your back when it's about on, feelings. M- well, so moving on. This is the thing. It's like that's that kind of situation where you're like, I am so good. I am good in my life. I'm good professionally. I'm good in my romantic life. I'm good with my family. I'm good with every fucking thing. And then. That man just comes on in and you just like, shit, do I need to burn everything down no, but he's, to get it right? The thing, and I have to say this, you know, in case he's listening to this, he's been consistently um, that he's been that presence in my life since we've met. Shit. So even after us having both gone into relationships yeah. and or being in each other's lives as just friends, he will literally show up, say to something I'm doing, pick up my bags. Shit. Like. To this day, to this day, like know. he won't but even then, let so, me carry my own. And so what is that? What does that mean? Like, like it's been some years, and it's mm-hmm. been relationships later. Like, what is? Like, are you? A, do you look at that and think, what does this mean? Like, do you still ask? I used to no, but the role, because like, no, what he because be I in don't your life? think that ever, no. Um, because I think sometimes when we experience things like that with people, we automatically create these sort of boxes for them, right? And what I what I think is beautiful about what we share is the fact that it's fluid. Mm. Um, what, oh what, God! Non-committal romance. It makes me so horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, God, I just because, got read for uh, no, no, because it's a type of give that is not um, requisite. Like there is nothing yeah. that he's yeah. demanding of me oh, besides baby. just being like he shows up because he made a choice to. Mm. You know, I think several years ago when mm. my ideas of what intimacy looked like yeah. was shaped. By this idea that intimacy looks like this cage, this box. I, I shouldn't call it a cage it or a box. It is a cage. It's revealing that monogamy is a cage. No, let me let me. It's refrain. revealing that you do it. No, no, no. Let's stick with cage. Is. Don't rephrase. So, but it's not a bad word. What I what I see now is the beauty in what we share that is like uninhibited. Right. That is sort of like expansive. My love for him doesn't. It doesn't like lessen. Because mm-hmm. he's not my quote unquote boyfriend. Partner. I actually um, experienced, I think it's precisely because we resisted that, yeah. that mm-hmm. we're able to show up for each other in a way that we are. That makes sense. Mm. It's time we get into the meat of our discussion, the thought process. And today we're talking about something that has like, nothing to do with history or culture it's like a pretty new topic that like we're covering for probably the first time we're definitely gonna like fix it in the next 25 minute discussion (laughs) we're all gonna talk about you know like god (laughs) faith organized religion just a a simple theme for today (gasps) this might come as a surprise but all of the thoughts in the room have strong religious backgrounds and some of us might still even be believers fran baby was raised by conservative christians dennis is the child of a preacher man and i was raised irish catholic darnell also came into and through the church at different phases in his life uh some of us are now (laughs) pagan occult witches and some of us can deep throat nine and a half inches Mm -hmm. but we all have had jesus inside of us and lived to tell the tale you bitch i do have to say (laughs) i just have to say a word about our guest today because we're joined by my friend darnell moore who i have to brag on for just one little bitty second i've known darnell for like a decade and Truth be told, he's the reason why I first became a writer. He invited me to write a piece for The Feminist Wire, and we both ended up working there. Darnell was drawn to the church in college, which we'll talk about it, and attended seminary. But he embodies the best of the Christian values that I can think of, kindness and community, charity and labor. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury. Because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to MercuryInsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care. And even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. 
Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards healthcare and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. 20 years ago, you fell in love with the Gilmore Girls for 154 episodes and four movies. On the I Am All In podcast, Scott Patterson, a.k.a. Luke Danes, everyone's favorite grouchy diner owner, takes us down memory lane. Tune in to the I Am All In podcast to relive the Gilmore Girls saga one episode at a time. We'll share stories. We'll share the memories. I've got a million stories to tell, especially about Sean Gunn and Milo Ventimiglia and a lot of other people, too. Scott will take you back. Back to Stars Hollow, Luke's Diner, Dosie's Market, Miss Patty's, even Mrs. Kim's Antique Shop. I know you guys have been binge-watching it through COVID and, you know, for 21 years and generations of families and mothers and daughters, and let's watch it together. If you can smell snow, if Paris isn't just a city in France, and Friday night dinner is a requirement, you won't want to miss this. Listen to the I Am All In podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Allie Wentworth, mom, wife, actress, writer, comedian, and also the host of Go Ask Allie, the podcast that dissects the craziness of modern life. He said, I never thought anybody could be this irreplaceable. And I started crying and he started crying. And that that was it. Yes, it's terrible and all this traveling and it just completely disrupts our lives, but this is what we got. Go Ask Allie is a podcast where you can learn how to grow all the pivotal relationships in your life. We are taking ukulele lessons on Zoom, and we suck. We're never forming I, a band. By the way, I assumed that. I didn't okay, want to I say did. anything. <laughs> I, I assumed right. you sucked until you told me otherwise. There will be ruptures in any intimate, loving relationship. And the question is, how do you repair? New episodes drop every Thursday, and there's also a bunch already waiting for your binging pleasure. You owe me a present. Yeah, I know. Listen to Go Ask Allie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But I know this conversation is going to go deep. So I want to start with a little pop mm. song. Y'all, uh -oh. does God exist? And if so, is God a woman? That's just, a, again, a very simple question. <laughs> simple. Just, just an easy simple. launch off. Just an I'm, easy launch off. Oh. I uh, I don't believe in God, but if she does exist, she's a woman. <laughs> I am going to be very honest and say that, like, though I have tried and, and invested years and time and money in divorcing myself from my religious upbringing, um, it's still there. It influences my thinking. It influences the way that I make decisions. And so I say that to say that I do believe... Like, I can't help it. I kind of wish I didn't. But I do believe that there is some higher being, some power that is 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 guiding kind of the universe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether or not she is a bottom, although I will, ref <laughs> I will refer to her with feminine pronouns. Okay. Because life is better when you are referred to by feminine pronouns, in my opinion. <laughs> and I will also say that I firmly believe that she is a bottom. God is a bottom. God <laughs> oh, is my God. a bottom. Church God is a bottom. Book one, chapter one, God is a bottom. Yes, thank you. Darnell. So when I think about God, I think about, I want to, I, I use a more expansive term, spirit. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly sure that the, the spirit of my ancestors are, are tried and true present. Um, and in that way, I understand then the spirit of my ancestors of a larger sort of cosmological system um, that's that is bigger than gender and gender norms and gender ideas. So I don't even want to ascribe a human sort of oriented gender idea to a spirit that breaks it's that open. Mm -hmm. um, mm. So in that way, the spirit is queer. 
Ooh. in the best Ooh. ways possible. And and by Save that, episode, yes. that's all we need to say. Done. No, Done. I mean, and by that, like, I'm. That's not like new to me i mean i think that there are theologians who have done this work in a more uh rob- you know a more comprehensive way who has yeah. talked about the spirit as being queer but like in in a way of like jose Muniz, like thinking about queer is not yet here spirit is what we are striving towards mm. it's that which our language is particularly the monolingualism of english has not yet even fucking achieved, right? Like, it's the beyond. It is what Robin Kelly calls, like, our freedom dream. Yeah, I really relate to that very hard, Darnell. Like, I, I really, like, when I think about, like, my personal sense of spirituality, I think that most, I think that I used to have, like, a very limited sense of, like, what that kind of meant. And when I left the church, and when I left my faith, I think for a lot of years, I was really kind of, like, allergic to anything Mm -hmm. representative of any kind of Mm -hmm. spiritual something regardless of what that looked like and it wasn't until like later that i kind of came into my own and found that like not all senses of spirituality have to come with a religion Mm -hmm. or have to come with a god um there is a a version of your quote-unquote faith that can Mm -hmm. look like something that you didn't you know grow up on and and at a certain point also um, just as someone who was so hateful toward Christians when he left the Christian faith, after a certain point, I was like, my embitterment toward this thing is not going to help me. It's right. not going to help anyone else. It's right. not productive. Um, and I'm not really doing anything with this embitterment. So why am I holding on to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to do with fear. I have, a, I have a question for everybody, actually. as I mean, I think we all had religion play roles in our childhood and upbringing. And I think one of the things that religion could do, at least for me as an Irish Catholic person, is like tie me to my ancestors, my mm-hmm. biological ancestors and the culture that I come up from. But at the same mm-hmm. time, we all understand that those religions that we came up with, with our, our patriarchal, mm-hmm. a- engaged in capitalism oftentimes. Um, but it's hard for me to to fully relinquish. Are, so are there things we all kind of have moved past that simple religion, but are there things from that religion that you came up with that you still hold dear and still sort of connect you to to your people, to the people you came from? What's your answer mm-hmm. to that, Joe? Because we didn't even get to hear about your sense your, of... Yeah, yeah I mean, um, I miss the church a lot is the truth. Um, the church was sort of a place where I found uh, solace, um, sort of it was therapeutic, um, the ritual was very soothing to me, um, but I found in college uh, I couldn't, I just couldn't put up with the politics of mm-hmm. the Catholic Church any longer, um, and I and I do miss it. I do truly miss it. Um, I miss that role, that that space that it held in my life, and I've been looking for sort of a replacement. But I do miss also the cultural connection. Yeah to people that came from a similar place to me and that sort of had a similar cultural background to me and in my Irish Catholic people who kind of often came to America at the same time from a very, you know, a place of, of struggle and, and had a similar experience and through a lot of uh, generations in America and kind of used the faith as, as both. I mean, the faith was Irish Catholic folk were engaged in like having a gajillion children in order to like populate. It was a lot of fucked up shit too, but the, the ritual of it, I found soothing. Mm -hmm. So it's tough for me. It's tough for me to, to, I've made the political decision to give it up, mm-hmm. but that it came with a cultural loss. It came with a loss of like this connection mm. to, to a cultural history that I do miss. So for me, who comes, who comes from like an, um, what some scholars call like an African-American, uh, you know, religious tradition or a black church tradition. Yeah. There's a way that, um, critiques of people who have a belief, um, it's, it can be very elitist. Like yep. it's this way that you think oh, that like so black much. black yes. folk who believe in God are somehow like dumb or don't have like right. an analysis or not understanding mm-hmm. um, the complexities of say scripture. If there, because not all black people want are Christian. Um, there are a variety of of, of entrances yep. into spiritualities that black folk um, grab hold of. But I do want to say something about folk who are particularly black and also identify as Christian in a way that a west a white westernized Mm. um, sort of Christian that missionized most of these folk into Mm -hmm. Christianity then comes along to say that these motherfuckers are dumb and like analysis (laughs) 
they believe it in something other than real. Other that than what's real. in front of them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. here we are, like a belief in myth, a belief Woo! in like communal uh narratives and oral histories, um, a belief in stories is not like atypical to culture. No. It is culture. So that to so to read the fuck out of like black church folk as some like folk who don't have any analysis or any understanding that within the text itself are are sexist, patriarchal, mis- misogynistic, yeah. queer, and sometimes trans antagonistic works. Um, you know, a whole bunch of shit that like that that gives credence to rape culture, yeah. um, to colonialism, to empire is present. Like as if black people don't have the insight. Right. Is uh, a misreading. Not only a misreading, right. but I think it dumbs so the fuck down black folks. So I just want to <laughs> yes. put that out there. Yeah. Where, where where the the reality is that I just it's, part put that our, out there. it's part of our reality like, in this country. Like motherfucker, don't you know that when we were using these gospel songs, we knew what the fuck we were using them for? Yes. That these scriptures, yes. we were using them toward to, to guide us toward freedom. We are not stupid, motherfucker. And like, how dare yes. you? And yes. you, you're you're yes. eccentric, yes. colonizing yes. ass, you scripture. Yes. Yes. That you're then going to come along after you find fucking enlightenment. Don't mm, give me your philosophy and then decide yes. that the very, very same people you missionize are mm. somehow less smart than you. This mm. is this is another. I want to list this and, and sort of cre- like make this part of a genealogy of white supremacist Woo! imperialist culture yes. that comes along to tell black folk that they don't know shit. Yes. yes. All right. Yes. Because because it's true. Yes. No, 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 no. But no, that, is, mm. that, that is so deeply, deeply, deeply true. So so I was suffering under all of that when I was like um, doing my college applications because for that for that reason I was like oh I can't go to a black college because I'm too queer for that like mm. that's not gonna work for me and I was suffering under the impression that like black people and that people of color in general are more homophobic than everyone else which is not true but I thought that because of the way in which religion is has been an integral part of our sort of American mm. culture and American history. I was like, oh, I can't I can't go to a Howard. I can't go mm. to a Morehouse. I can't go to even like a Morgan State because I I feel like I'm gonna I guess someone who's very visibly queer at that point because I was even then, that I couldn't couldn't fit into that. And I was talking to some high school students about that earlier today because they were asking me about like HBCUs versus primarily white institutions. And I say that to say that like that's one of the myths that white supremacy tells that, yeah. that black people are not like that. We're not smart Careful enough just readers. because just because we come from a religious like a, a a religious background sometimes, which often means that we have had to be extremely careful, thoughtful readers. Because if we're not being careful, thoughtful readers, like the truth of the matter is that the texts also talk about Hell why yeah. white supremacy is. Is, is 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 great exactly why that's the way it's supposed to be mm-hmm. but yet also like a lot of people are like i didn't realize until i went to college until i was a junior and i took my first religion course the fact that like black religion is where so much black activism actually yeah. came from absolutely that the black church was the place where so many black activists um during jim crow and even i mean if we go all the way back to slavery because we can go all the way back to slavery that that's where so much of that that gathering in that community was happening and so that was that was my awakening. And so for me, it was really incredible because I grew up in a home where my father was this this black Baptist minister. He like only a few. My my father was fifty when I was born, mm-hmm. and I say that to give a little bit of context because he only a few years after Martin Luther King went to the, went to Crozer Theological Seminary, which was a really important yes. theological seminary at that point, and then he went to Princeton where he got his doctor yeah. doctorate in theology, and he was a minister and he was we doing all the these same things. School. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're gonna talk Come about on, this. Come on, Princeton Theological. Come on, seminary. Princeton Theological okay. Seminary. Um, I took some of my my earliest steps there. Um, wow. He went there in the seventies. But I say that to say that, like, like I grew I grew up in a home in a family that was cognizant of all this, that was thinking about all of this, that yeah. was before I knew it, long before I knew it, and it took me going to a primarily white institution and just taking a class in religion with a bunch of my white friends and and beginning to read these texts that my father read and that in and, and these intellectuals that my father like like worked with and studied under to sort of understand that my parents, like all through my life, despite the fact that they were not happy that I was gay, were imbuing me with this far more nuanced, complicated Absolutely. understanding of the black church that I was growing growing up in and that was shaping me into being the person that I am that they were actually imbuing me with the qualities that I needed to move out into the world and be fearless and be confident and be my fucking queer ass feminine self despite the fact that maybe they didn't like that 
part of it mm-hmm. so much. Like, that's what they wanted for me because that was actually their background. And it's just wild to me. It's wonderful to hear you talking about this because so many people have no interest in giving that amount of credit. I mean, to the I, fact I, that I that just, like, I want to underscore how important it is mm-hmm. for us not to, um, yeah. to sort of embrace this idea then that anyone who sort of uh, manifests or at least give you some sort of sense that they have a belief or faith mm-hmm. lacks a critical reading, uh, Word, uh, an analysis right, yeah. of the world. So like yeah. folk, the, the Jesus story resonated so much with black folk, particularly those who, you know, who are coming from a tradition of enslavement because they read in the text like James Cone, who is now an ancestor, talked about. Um, they read Jesus dying on a cross, not as like this super spiritual act of like redemption, mm. but what they saw the cross, they understood the electric chair. Yeah, it's not a metaphor. They said, wait, wait, wait. Yes. This yeah. is fucking strikingly familiar to how empire is acting upon yeah. our bodies. Mm. The gospel was a critique of the state, <laughs> a critique of fucking empire. When we look at all of the things that are sort of problematic about about like, the things that we say or that often white culture says are really problematic about the black church, a lot of the times those things, you can trace a direct lineage to white supremacy. Mm. But that's where those things are coming from. The homophobia, the transphobia, all those different kinds of things. Those didn't come from us. Those came from colonialism. Like mm. when you look at the faiths that were there, the traditions that were there, the things that black people brought to this country all of the queerness that we need, all of these things were there. Like those oppressions came from white supremacy. I just like, that's that's just the thing that's actually very clear. I have a question for the group. And I think it affects all of us in sort of our own past and our own histories. Um, y'all talked about the incredible power that religions had historically as a space of organization. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes a lot because religions come with an organizational framework. You have people Mm -hmm. committed to community who trust and know one another. And I think particularly in the black American history, the church was like one of the only organizing spaces that was allowed under Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. And so naturally it becomes a space of organizing resistance, right? Mm -hmm. So so we talk at the same time about um, our critiques of organized religion, but also about the possibility of religious spaces as organizing nuclei for radical change. And so I'm kind of wondering about, you know, those of us in the room who have come from organized religious spaces, not spiritual spaces, but organized. The power of organized religion is that there is an organization there. There's a framework. There's a shared cultural sense. There's a a community pre-built that allows for an immense change. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, um, So I just recently preached this past weekend um, and I've not been, I, I typically don't accept preaching in game. Like I, I just don't really, I'm not part of a church, right? Like, um, I, and so I, while I said all that I said, I also have very strong critiques of organized religious institutions and systems. Let's be very clear. Yeah. Um, but I also understand in this particular church that I preached at was a church that is welcoming and affirming to queer and trans and gender non-binary people, gender non-conforming people, um, non-binary folk. It was also the first time that my family, my mom and my dad, had come to hear me preach after graduating from seminary. <laughs> that and was years it, ago. Yeah, you... and it's in this space where it's like all of these like folk who are otherwise looked at as the least of these, yeah? Trans folk. Like, they're all in this space, and my family's sitting there like big-ass smiles, <laughs> full of love, representing a counter-narrative to this idea that black people show up and we don't give a fuck about all of our people. That said... I preach. I decided to preach in this church in Newark, New Jersey, that is opening and an affirming of LGBT folk, m- led by a range of queer and trans and gender nonconforming people, precisely because of the value of community. Mm-hmm. And this is where I want to stop, like to, to sort of make this land. The thing about religiosity that is a gift. Um, and I think is a value is the critique against westernized understanding of individualism. This idea mm-hmm. that we are to do shit on our own, that we can only make it on our own, or sometimes a God, if a God is pushing you alone, we have all that we need within us. We actually, like, I love the church because what it, when you look around, these are motherfuckers that sent like, I got your back. See, it makes me think so much about um, when I when I had surgery, uh, and I, and this is something that I've noticed so much around queer folk 
those of us who grow up and go through our 30s and 40s without biological family, without mm. nuclear family, without a partner to care, that when I had surgery, my friends made a Google Doc for me mm-hmm. to, to figure out who is going to show up to make sure that for the you know the first four days after my surgery, I don't have to spend a night on my own or whatever. And, and the way in which that that queerness, that queer community is... It mm-hmm. fills the role of a church. Yep. It, it it becomes the ecclesia exactly, and so like queerness itself mm-hmm. builds that sort of common myths. Queerness has common myths. It has an initiation. It, oh yes. <laughs> patron saint first communion. Patron saint of verse tops <laughs> who have to bottom for the first time. Oh. No, so I think that many of the many of the things that religion gives us in terms of, also in terms of ritual. And I actually am a queer who hates brunch, but for many people, brunch is a queer Sunday ritual. Joe, we're gonna yes, get canceled. Is. Come on, <laughs> don't say so, shit like that. I hate, so, I hate yeah, I can't. I don't really miss friend. ritual. But I do miss to your much, much, much earlier question, like, what do you miss? Mm. Um, Like, I miss the sense of wellness that Catholicism or Christianity rather gives you or organized religion or or a sense of like a spiritual practice gives you. I think that was something that I was kind of yearning after when I was started doing like Mm -hmm. tarot and astrology and like light witchcraft. Um, I, I, I know. Right. And I think that there was there's. There is a kind. I mean, it's all also it's also science. Like Christians are statistically happier than yes. all. Of us. Like they are all. Oh. They're they're well, all. It's like a exist rule. in okay. this headspace. Like, well, so are people in therapy. Yeah, I and mean, it is therapy. It's so, literal therapy. And so are people who are not queer. Yeah, people. When <laughs> yeah. you have time to internally or externally process for an hour or sometimes two hours, right. um, um, a week. If, if you're in Pentecostal churches, sometimes or four, four hours, five, okay. six. I would rather die. Oh, work day. Not to be dramatic. <laughs> not to be dramatic. <laughs> no, that's really. If that's I had real. one critique of organized religion, we don't have I would alarm just clocks say, in the black church. That hasn't that hasn't found us yet. So I'm just saying. Friend. If I had one critique of organized religion, it would be that I find it long. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Yes. That's all. So, friend, are no, you saying that your religion is goop? I was going to talk it about this be. because you're talking about structures that exist within the same <laughs> systems as organized. They're the exact same as other kinds of organized religions. They're exact same kind of things that like control people by way of of sacred texts and by way of <laughs> hidden rules and by way. And I was like, and I, consumption. And so I'm like. Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm like fair elaborate CBH. skincare routines. New York real estate finance bros. Like these are all <laughs> systems of belief. Yes, these are all lies that you are beholden to. Capitalism. And when so you real. think about when, so when you pull the yes. devil card in tarot, like it, everyone's like, oh my god, the devil. It's about evil. It's about like it's about morality, and that's not what it's about. It's not, the yeah. devil is no. about when you are beholden to a lie that you are letting yourself believe. You you yeah. willingly sort of are willingly. Wait, so friend, are you saying that when Ariana sings "God is a Woman," what she's saying is that God is a white woman and it's Gwyneth Paltrow? No, she's saying that she Ariana is God, and that's what I saying. believe her. <laughs> oh, I don't. She's I horrible. have. I mean, I have. I have questions about the ponytail so it's hard we're for gonna me. pass on those questions at this time thank it's you it's hard for me to accept that but <laughs> i i would accept that more readily than gwyneth <clears throat> thank you and goop but i just i don't know like i it's interesting when you were at, like oh like what like what do you miss and i i was hard pressed to figure out something that i really missed but i also for me i'm like i grew up in midwestern black mm. church which is very different from east mm-hmm. coast black church mm-hmm. and i like I didn't know. First of all, my like only definition for black people growing up in the Midwest was was Midwestern church. So when I got to college and I got to kind of the East Coast, that's when I encountered like black people who were involved in the church who were supportive of queer people and who who had a different understanding of what the religion was. They were people who had a background that in some ways had to do with activism and with, mm-hmm. that had to do with empowerment that I hadn't really encountered before. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in Cleveland. So I think that's a really important thing to say for me because like my definition of what it is to be black and be religious grew exponentially when I moved to the East Coast. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a question that actually is about that, about our lives now. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all of us came from a space of religiosity, I think, Darnell, as you would like to say, a sort of a, uh, 
spiritual practices mm-hmm. that we engaged in that gave us something. Uh, mm-hmm. And we all have moved to a space where um, I don't think any of us are actually practicing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we have in our lives uh, that we you know, have and can say sort of fill that role? What it, practices do you have week to week? It's funny. I don't, you know, I don't, I actually, I still pray. Mm, mm. Baby. I still pray and my prayers have changed. Um, the audience for my prayers have changed. Mm. <laughs> Such that when I speak, I'm talking to my ancestors mm. and who mm. I feel encompasses the broad understanding of spirit as I've named it. Mm. Um, and I'm honoring the fact that I know nothing I do is of my own, like, uh, sort of like individualistic volition that I see myself as part of a genealogy, as part of a tradition, as part of a people, never separate from my community. I, I mean, I, I know who I am. So there's agency there and there's a sense of sort of self-awareness there, but it's never in absence of the people that made my being possible. Um, so when I pray and literally when I get on my knees, sometimes I do. As a sign of like not only acquiescence, but a, a, a reminder, a physical reminder to myself that I ain't all that. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's so. And this that's may, real. And this may sound like debasement, but I'm clear. I'm, I'm going to make a difference between debasement and hubris, particularly mm-hmm. as mm. as persons who are read as like cisgender masculine male within a society that's already going to see me as being sort of upheld in a certain type of way. Mm-hmm, like when mm-hmm. I get on my knees, I'm saying like, look, the real shit is this. I am not here because I did this shit on my fucking own because I'm so smart because I look so great because I dress a certain way. I talk a certain way. You do a good my fucking now. people. No, no, no. My grandfather who first saw in me like the potential I didn't even see in myself. My fucking mother mm-hmm. who had me at 16 who stopped going to school to get her diploma so that I can go and be the best motherfucker that I can be. Mm-hmm. My sisters, my people, mm-hmm. my people, my people are exactly why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like I get on my knees as a way, like a material means of reminding myself, like mm-hmm. nigga, you are not all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... <sighs> I'm only here because of the folk that made my being mm. here possible. And I yes. feel like that is so present in your work as well. So your work is sort of a spiritual giving to that genealogy and and the whole history that your body holds. So, yes, I pray and I acknowledge. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so we can get like a one dissenting experience here. Um, I have always hated praying my entire life. I don't miss it at all. Uh, I feel the least sexual uh, when I am in any sort of religious space, when I am subject to any sort of preaching, whether that's religious preaching or otherwise. And um, I think that uh, I, uh, th- that, and that is like not necessarily a, like mm-hmm. a great thing that I'm absolutely proud of, but that is how I feel mm-hmm. every time I'm in those we spaces. We honor it. And, yeah, uh, and do. Do the it. time that I feel closest to believing in religion or spiritual practice is when I hear assessments of God living within me as me, mm-hmm. God living mm-hmm. as the things that I'm able to accomplish every day. God <laughs> living as you. God, <laughs> God living mm-hmm. as the thing that I mm-hmm. thought impossible, mm-hmm. the things that people told me over and over again I couldn't do to the people that like held obstacles in front of me, Mm -hmm. um, me coming out of the closet. That's God. Like me moving to New York. That was first of all, fucking hard. Second, Mm, second of all, that's God. I finishing up any sort of like anything, any project that I'm Mm -hmm. proud of getting a job, like making it through a relationship. Like those to me are the things that really make me feel close to Mm, otherworldliness and a sense of spiritual self that um, I love. Mm. Uh, And, and yeah, and that's still spirituality. And there's yes, no, it is. And there's no reason to be, yeah, afraid of it. Again. We I are love, here you for that. You would have done very well at a Quaker college. I'm just. I like, went oh to a Quaker God, high school. Yes, yes, Quaker college. Yeah. Come on, friends. Listen, there's a reason why they were the abolitionists okay. of the day. Okay. Get you a piece. Get you a piece yeah. of the get you, friend school. Get you a piece of the Quaker ass. Yeah. Yeah. Go and Quake. Go and Quake. Go. Yes. <laughs> I'm quaking right now. Quake. I'm ready. I'm feeling a little full, but I could fit, you know, just one more thing inside <laughs> me. Dennis knows what I'm talking about. Woo! 
Uh, yes, I do. I always do. Our okay. dessert is uh, a little thing at the end of each week that we recommend. What is it, Dennis? We what do. Okay. It? So, y'all, I have to admit, it's actually, it, it, it feels a little bit treasonous to me that I didn't think of this person sooner as someone to recommend. But there is an artist out there that I am deeply invested in that I love. Um, and the artist, her her name is LP. That's actually her name, like as an artist. It, it, it means Laura Pergoletti, but she goes by LP, and she's incredible. And the reason why I wanted to talk about her is because she's this incredible sort of like lesbian, like sort of non-binary, but not necessarily specifically using that language, but sort of very gender non-conforming, like singer-songwriter who's been doing incredible work for about the last 10 to 12 years. Um, she's written some amazing songs for people like Cher. Don't know her. And Rihanna. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> right. And she's someone who kind of... Early on in her career, she sort of had a couple of record deals in 2006 and 2008, I think, eight, and she, like, wanted to be a singer, but it sort of wasn't happening. Like, she had these record deals. Her albums, there was nothing happening with her albums. They weren't even released. And she, But she was making a, a living as a singer-songwriter, and so she was writing for all these incredible pop stars, and she writes in some incredible pop music. Um, and it wasn't until a little bit later, 2012, 2013, that her own music started to take off, and she is the most incredible singer with the most incredible voice. And um, I had come across a song of her, hers literally just a few days ago, and I thought it had just come out. But it actually came out two years ago. Um, <laughs> that well, sounds like that's the accurate. most yeah, I was gonna say, thing I've ever heard. Well, welcome to Dennis. Like, welcome to being me. Um, but I really wanted to talk about her because, first of all, like many of us, she, though she loves Adele, she was like, that was the wrong decision at the Grammys. That should have gone to Beyonce in this political time with mm. that album and what it meant it should have been. And I wanted to talk about the fact that there are people other than Taylor Swift who write about their exes in their mm. music in and do about ways. it in really interesting, Catch it. arresting Catch ways. It. Catch Thank it. Thank you. Catch <laughs> it. So I... We were in the dock, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have this artist. I was, like, gonna prep her, but, like, let's do her for this episode. And I'm curious to... I've been a fan of hers ever since the song she released a couple years ago ago called Tokyo Sunrise, which is incredible. But I wanted to hear kind of what the other thoughts thought about as well, and if they're into her, if they know her, if they're familiar. If you're not familiar with her, get familiar. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to hear. Um, It is like, I mean, I remember listening to her song Into the Wild, like in college. And I remember Mm -hmm. like, kind of like, it was so, it was so anthemic. that is like really beautiful and I at the time didn't understand her to be explicitly queer but like knew inside you know that she you was always big, know yeah, you just always by, know based on her and suits and, and the way she composed herself inside. yeah she went down now like you said inside like mm-hmm. yeah yeah you'd be yeah. you'd be known about the inside you'd be yeah. known <laughs> you'd be known spoken like a true top but no you'd be you'd be know. known about the inside I know all about the insides yes thank <laughs> you right hand. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. No, yes. I mean, I just, I, um, yeah, I love her shit. And I think that yeah. um, this story of someone who sort of is queer and comes up um, in the background is like yes. such a common story. Mm-hmm. I think about Bayard Rustin yeah. uh, with Martin Luther King. I think about Billy Strayhorn with Duke Ellington. Uh, sort of the people who are kind of like a part of the genius of the public persona of straight people. And it makes me so happy that we are living in a time where like, the queer person can claim a public persona of their own. Yeah. Mm. So like, I just feel, I, I feel super like a just super stan here for all the music, like big fan of the people who like have been the genius behind other people all along and now are able to be visible themselves. And especially the queer ones, all the queer ar- music on. artists emerging That's right it. now. Exactly. Cheers to that. Yes. 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 Cheers to that. This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous 
unequivocal support of Rosé and also our new home at Forever Dog. You didn't do it right, but it's <laughs> it's our, something. Our producer is the one top at this entire sex party full of bottoms. <laughs> oh my god. Alexandra De Palma. <laughs> is she? Darnell's like, then who am I? <laughs> How dare you? Oh my god, I'm not committed to that. <laughs> <laughs> our social media manager, Christina Tucker, is literally the only thing holding Fran back from a total and legit nervous breakdown. True. True. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, or frankly, our entire next episode will be 45 minutes of me crying in my therapist's office about how you've triggered my fear of rejection. Okay, yeah. True. I mean, you're going to True. That uh, Y'all save the world. I am Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. I am Dennis Norris II, and sometimes you can find me kneeling in church, but most of the time you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N. I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on all social media and also Venmo. And Darnell Moore. You can find me at More Darnell at pretty much anywhere. Find us on Instagram at Gay Sluts Who Read, and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod, where each week we will pin some questions at the top of our page to continue this discussion because we know you haven't had enough. Mm -hmm. Sign up for our newsletter to see a list of everything we're reading and some uh, extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. And finally, email us with your questions, concerns, thoughts, and especially dick pics. Yeah. At thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. Oh As always, that is food, the number four, and thought spelled how? T H O T. And I have to say, after this episode, go forward to love and serve the Lord Ew, in one wow. another's prostate glands. <laughs> By the Lord, we yeah! meant, wait! In Jesus one another's prostate glands. Lord, Audrey Lord. Audrey Lord as yeah, well. She didn't say that. Prostates and Audrey Lord. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.